This is the Born Offside Podcast. It's now available on Google Podcasts. So you can tell your Android friends to listen to it. But if you do that, they probably won't be your friends for much longer because this is terrible. Welcome to the Born Offside podcast. We're on episode, I believe this is seven. Jay, be completely honest with me. Did you think we'd get this far? Well, it feels a bit like 77, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm quite, uh, not in a bad way. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'll take oh, that in a positive many, way. <laughs> how many more do we, have to, do we have to listen to? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I honestly didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't expect it. It's, uh, and it's been a bit of a, a baptism of fire for, for me, for you, I'm sure as well. Um, in the, the games come so thick and fast that uh, we, we simply weren't, uh, weren't anticipating this. So um, uh, no, apart from despite... A, Despite the fact that we've kind of marketed ourselves on having watched a lot of football and a lot of World Cups, we seem to have missed the fact that there's games every day during a World Cup. <laughs> there is. And it's such a party. It's amazing. It really is incredible. Um, uh, just uh, you know, last night's games, um, I looked at those three games and I thought, look, in, in comparison to all the other days that we've had so far, um, you know, on all the other days, there's at least one sort of a good one of highlight, a big, get, you know, a big name or something. And no disrespect to, to, to the teams that were playing yesterday, but I just looked at them and I thought, oh, I can probably take a bit of a break here and not watch as much football. But uh, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I was so wrong. Uh, and I'm so glad I didn't uh, because um, uh, straight away with the very first one that we had, which was uh, Colombia, Japan, uh, we, it was just an unbelievable football match. Mate, it's a, I really feel that this is a seven-day anniversary show. I feel it's an important thing uh, getting to seven days, yep. uh, partly because we've now at least covered every team. So if the podcast yes. goes tits up from here on in, at least we covered every team once. <laughs> and as if to celebrate the fact that we've gotten to our seven days and our one complete round of the World Cup, the World Cup has given back to us. And what has it given us? Our first red card. Yay! We should have a cake. Yeah, and what uh, a lovely, delightful, notable, and incredibly important red card it was. Wasn't it just? Um, I think we said it uh, uh, really correctly yesterday when we didn't think Japan stood a chance. Yeah, <laughs> we, we called that one dead on. Because <laughs> then I, you know, after that game, I was like, oh, God, we could, how many more have we got completely wrong? Well, I don't know. We seem to we've focus done, on the ones that we get right. But... well so far. We got... Kolarov scoring. We called out Milinkovic Savic. I predicted that Kyle Walker would be stupid. Okay, that's no big revelation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Come on. But this one, we got it badly <laughs> wrong. Uh, and Japan won. But yeah, that that handball was key. No, absolutely. Um, uh, I you know I've I've looked at it over and over again and and tried to uh, try to get some sort of form of pity for 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 um Sanchez but like because I almost feel like and I've had discussions with a few people as well uh, you know was his arm in a natural position God I hate that sentence it's been used so much to hell <laughs> look at his unnatural positioned arm he's the so 
He's jumping unnaturally. Oh, really? All right. Okay. You, master of natural jumping. Uh, please, <laughs> you know, d define it and draw it into little stick figures for me for, you know. But, um, you know, the way he jumps, he jumps and he jumps very high with the intention of fully getting in, in, in the way of the shot, of course. And I think he's got his arm up and I'm going to go with Sanchez and, and with the Colombian team's protests that it wasn't really intentional, but but I don't know. It's uh, it's really up to uh, uh, up to the viewer, up to well, everyone. You know, if it's, I don't think it matters if it's unintentional. If his hand has stopped the ball going in the goal, but does he I still felt... get a red card? Does oh, he still get true. a red card? Possibly, possibly not. Yeah, that's I, that's, I, a very that's valid really point. what I'm. Yeah, that's what I, it's not a Suarez, is it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Louis. Louis was watching that and going, Colombians, amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs, they just don't know how to do it properly. It's what, so obvious. What are you thinking? <laughs> right. And also, the other thing that, that really separated it from, from the Luis Suarez uh, incident from 2010 is Suarez tipped the ball over the bar. It was the last kick of the game or second to last kick of the game. But this was very early. So, yeah. yeah. Point at what moment in the match and at what score do you go from not Sanchezing? to definitely Suarezing. <laughs> I think you have to, ah, uh, oh God. You're a coach, you're There's... a coach, Jade. Let's say, you're a coach. Let's up the ante. Let's say it's the last 16. It's yeah. nil. Which minute in the game do you say, all right, start Suarezing it? <laughs> uh, I reckon from the mid-70s, I reckon. Mid-70s. Oh, oh, mid-70s. We're not, we're not discoing. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're just handballing or we're Suarezing. Okay. Um, I am going to go for the mid-70s as a kind of average. It just depends on, on, on the momentum of the game. Uh, you know, if you are under severe pressure, you could probably do it in, uh, you know, at the beginning. How, of the would, you, how would you let, if you're going to have a variable, it sounds to me like you want a variable. You're like, you're saying if you're under pressure, then yep. you would Suarez probably early 60s. Yep. If, you were, if you felt like you were on top, you would say early 80s. Lads, don't Suarez it. How would you, how would you indicate to the team, you could perhaps stand there as a coach with a giant foam hand. And if the foam yep. hand is on, that means Suarez available. If, if, it, yep. if it's taken off, it means lads, don't Suarez it. <laughs> It's a very big foam hand as well, one of those sort of inflatable ones. <laughs> you can you can shove your hand inside, feels all nice and warm and cozy. Yes, the opposition bench will be looking and... over going, why has he got a giant what? foam <laughs> hand on him? Why is he taking it off? All fingers up in the air as well. Like it's not a pointing one. It's all fingers up in the air, hand open, palm open. The inflatable hand comes out and they all know. We need Suarez. to swire it. <laughs> Mate, but I, I wouldn't. I'd go one further, and uh -huh. I, I'd, I would, uh, uh, I would actually uh, uh, bring my bottom lip up inside my mouth like this, and and expose my front two teeth and point to my front two teeth. That, that's no mate your team will get confused they'll start doing the other Suarez thing and biting people oh biting yeah no we can't confuse them <laughs> imagine them running around it, did, he, did he say handballing or biting I'm not sure which one is biting is biting and he said no no where's the inflatable hand hey <laughs> hey Cavani I took you up where's the inflatable hand bring it come on <laughs> so so much possible danger um then the rest of the game unfolded, and but really, it really, even though it happened in the third minute, it really is a before and after. Um, yeah. Did we? See, I mean, Colombia were hot favourites for this. They scored a goal. Are we saying lovely goal, or are we saying 
I mean, it went under the wall. I mean, that was the distinctive. It's a very distinctive goal. We haven't seen another goal like that. It was a goal from a direct free kick. But he did put it under the wall. And it kind of feels like, did you ever play like a FIFA computer game? And in the earlier versions of FIFA, if you got three stripes out and hit the shoot button, it would always go in. That's what, <laughs> that's what putting the ball under the wall feels like to me. It's kind of like cheating. A yeah, little bit. It, 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 and it doesn't look good as well, does it? No, I mean, it, it just sort of, you know, oh, okay, it was clever. Uh, and uh, did they do the, did he miss kick it? That would have been funny, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 it's a goal. Meant that, <laughs> meant, meant that. Meant. Wheel off, celebrate, come on, let's go. Um, yeah, no, I thought, and it's a, a funny one as well, isn't it? Because uh, uh, this is the fourth goal scored from a free kick. Uh, and in the last World Cup, we only had three in the whole tournament. So this is the fourth one already. Um, and uh, if we look at uh, all four free kicks that we've had so far, we've got uh, uh, Quintero's last night. Um, We've got uh, Ronaldo's, of course. We've got Kolarov's. Uh, we've got, um, you know, and we've there's got there's some been the fantastic. Fourth? The fourth. Oh my God, you've got me. <laughs> I knew. I, I could tell from you struggling. Who was the fourth? Oh, I hate you so much. Uh, there was there was a fourth. It was from from uh, Fabregas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, damn. Okay. We live in the age of the internet. You keep talking while I look it up. All right, you look it up. Um, and in fact, we could, we could probably just, you know, uh, go on which one we think was, was the best because I, I'm, I'm going to give him a lot of credit, credit, uh, credit here for it. Credit? Quintero. The, credit for Quintero. Credit for Quintero. Uh, I, I thought it was a clever free kick. I think he, he, he fired it nice and low under that, under that wall. And, um, you know, you can't, uh, you, you can't tell your, your guys in training, you know, when there's a free kick, don't jump because uh, 90 eight percent of all free kicks go over the wall uh, and uh, if you do jump there's a more more of a chance of you being able to to get your head to it um so it's it, it, it now it was early it was sort of early in the game and everything so i think he 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 was okay to take a risk um what what got me a little bit was was the uh, japanese goalkeeper's uh, uh reaction to it. <laughs> like, oh that was a classic what <laughs> i mean it was i think everybody Mate, i've got everybody, it it was golovin it was Golovin, Golovin the first yes, game. The, the Russian. Yes, yes right, Sorry. yeah. Back to the Japanese um, goalkeeper and his comical reaction. Yeah, yeah. He sort of rushed out a goal, you know, waggling his finger. And then kind of, I think he kind of realized that there was no way it wasn't going to get given. And his, his face just stoically went into this kind of non-movement face. And like, oh my God, I'm obviously, I've been caught out here. I've been caught what, out. <laughs> what he essentially asked the referee to do was to var the goal line technology. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I want you to use the second piece of technology against the first <laughs> and see which one works. And the ref, the ref has gone, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a little, I've got a little watch here, which tells me the fact that it went over. It no, 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 please. When it's a goal. Yeah, it please. When it's please. A goal. Var it. That's no, right. yeah. this buzzes when it's a goal. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, it's uh, yeah, no, I think it was, uh, it was, it was great. Look, I was really happy for, for Colombia to get back into it. When you go down to 10 men, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, when you're down to 10 men, it can go either one of, 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 you know, two ways. And you have to credit Japan because so many times, how many times have we seen like a, a, a team that's gone down to 10 men, you know, really battle it out, put everyone behind, uh, behind the ball and then hit them on the break, you know, with a sucker punch or, uh, or, or do a Barcelona and <laughs> manage to, you know, manage to just sweep past whoever's in their way. Um, 
so so have to give credit to uh, to Japan um, because they they stuck to their guns in the second half. They really went for it and and they played some some nice passes. Admittedly, there was much more space than there would have normally been, uh, but they did a really really good job. Yeah, interesting choice I thought from Peckerman, who I generally think is a is a good coach, and I rate him as a coach, which I'm sure he'll be delighted to hear. Um, I'm sure if he's listening. <laughs> Hi, Jose. Um, but he took off Quadrado, which I think, if you're a team looking to counterattack yeah. people, was a little bit of a strange decision because he is quick, he's tricksy, he's the kind of player that can create something out of nothing. He's also the kind of player that can go missing. Absolutely. Mm. But, I mean, I almost would have been tempted to, because Falcao needs service, so I would have almost been tempted to take Falcao off and leave Quadrado up front. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, I, yeah, he's 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 got pace. He's tricky, and he's he's fast on the ball. It definitely was a little bit of a strange one. Uh, I'm 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 not sure. I think uh, he's he had his thinking, uh, uh, and he had his uh, his views and his opinion. I mean, obviously. When you're the when you're the manager, when you're on the sides uh, there, you see and you feel everything, you know, and uh, you you do so in 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 the build up to the game, and you know who's on song, and you better than anybody else. And um, uh, you know, we can speculate all, all we want, uh, but um, I thought, uh, yeah, no, I I, I did, I, I do agree with you. I think Izquierdo should have come off. Uh, you know, they they should have uh, probably taken him off instead, but. Um, you know that's uh, that's how it goes when you've got uh, a, a front four the way that uh, Colombia have got. It's always going to be a difficult decision. You can't take Falcão off. You need to keep him there. He's the guy who's going to be holding the ball up for you. Uh, Quintero got the goal, so uh, you know that proved to be uh, um, an inspired decision in 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 that sense, not taking him off because he could have come off as well. Um, so you know it was between Izquierdo and Cuadrado, and uh, 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 only Peckerman knows. It does indeed. Only Peckerman knows. Can we put that on a t-shirt, please? Yes, only Peckerman knows. Peckerman famously made another strange, not strange, I think poor decision when he was coach of the Argentina in the 2006 World Cup um, when they quite famously were, um, they were beating Germany 1-0 in the quarterfinal and were outplaying them, were playing them off of the park. And that, that Argentina team, which funnily enough was um, Lionel Messi was on the fringes of, was on the, he came off the bench for that team. But they had a lovely team. Do you remember that goal they scored against Serbia where it was like 75 pass move? And um, what's his face? Bull chap played for Inter Milan. Uh, Raquel Miasso. No, Cambiasso. Uh, okay. Raquel oh, still had hair. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Raquel May, though, was the heartbeat of that team. You know, yes. and Raquel May was one of those fantastic, magical, mythical players that didn't run anywhere, but did just most incredible, beautiful things. And Peckerman took Raquel May off with 10 minutes to go. Closer yes. scores a goal from a, from a corner to take it to extra time. Uh, and uh, Germany promptly win on penalties. Yeah. Uh, Peckerman substitute. It was a very long way around of saying Peckerman substitutions, maybe not the best. <laughs> um, that was yeah, my look, point. I, I could have said it more succinctly, but 
I think uh, you know it's 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 the the, the difficulties of being a, a manager. You know, so you know you have to make these decisions, and uh, um, and they're going to come under scrutiny if they go wrong. And but they rarely get um, uh, they rarely get the the, the plaudits that they that they do uh, unless that substitute was a direct uh, had a, some sort of direct involvement in a comeback goal or something. And it's like, oh, it's an inspired substitution. But uh, you know, there's so much other stuff that goes on. And, uh, um, I was going to say under the blankets. Um, yes. Not under, yeah. So much stuff that goes on under the blanket that we just that's don't really. Express, that's an expression. You said, yeah. um, you said alienaic yesterday, which isn't even a word. So yeah, the, no, under I, the blankets, get on with I think, it. I think I've said quite a few words actually in these podcasts that don't exist. So uh, let's start uh, building on my uh, new dictionary, which will be coming out uh, uh, in uh, August. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, mate, I think we're, we're meandering slowly off of topic. We, Japan scored a headed goal from a corner. Colombia tried to get back. They couldn't. Uh, yep. Let's take a little bit of a break there and come back and review the final two teams that we've yet to see, which uh, was Senegal and Poland. So we'll be right back in just a moment. Part one was mostly about hands touching balls. No wonder this has an explicit rating. I wonder what filth they'll talk about in part two. Mate, we're back. It's, uh, hey. it's, it's part two. And as Shakira said in 2010, this one's for Africa. Uh, and it really was for Africa uh, this time around because Senegal finally got an African point. They got three African Yay! points. <laughs> three African points. Maybe they can share them around. I don't know. But uh, no. Uh, no, 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 they won't. Well, no. Maybe give one to Mo Salah. He looks sad. We'll move he on. He did look sad. Yep. Uh, um, three points for Senegal, three points for Africa and uh controversy for everybody else um how did you see it yeah look well first of all i think senegal deserved it uh i, I don't think poland showed up uh, i think they uh, you know and there was uh i think polish uh the the, the polish people were, were really expecting something you know quite special and uh, they probably, they probably thought that they were going to breeze past this one, seeing as all the other African teams had not done very well. And uh, you know, there was uh, maybe a little something in the players' minds because, or, or or maybe it was the pressure because there were so many Polish supporters in the stadium. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but uh, there was barely any Senegalese, and uh, it was just. Polish and it, at one point you could actually hear the Senegalese um, uh, uh, singing a song or, or cheering and the, the, the Polish supporters applauded them uh, for being loud enough to be able to be heard and that, that was before they scored of course uh, when everything started getting a bit quieter uh, but uh, no I thought uh, Senegal deserved, uh, uh, um, deserved the win for sure. Um, uh, now in regards to whether it was controversial or not it was a so little is- bit. This is Senegal's uh, second goal. So talk us through goal. first. Yeah, yeah. Talk us through first for those who didn't see exactly what happened. So basically, uh, it was uh, Niang uh, who was uh, uh, receiving treatment off the pitch, or he received treatment on the pitch, and he had to go off as per uh, as per usual. And uh, he didn't wait for uh, the uh, the referee to say that he could uh, he could come back onto the pitch. Um, and, and and what happened was uh, it was a pretty stupid back pass uh, uh, from from uh, uh, the Polish midfielder, and he he um, uh, he. he 
smacked the ball. I mean, was it was it a back pass? I think he may have even miscued it uh, and sort of sliced it back over uh, the Polish defence, which were very high up on the midfield line. And it went over Southampton's very own uh, Jan ben, uh, Bednarek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who decided to um, to walk seemingly back towards the goal, even though he'd already seen that Niang was suddenly sprinting onto the pitch from being off the pitch to intercept the ball. Um, and uh, and yeah, I couldn't actually see whether or not he was offside, actually. That would have been an, an Well, presumably he could have been offside because he was off oh, the no, pitch. Oh, no, because it was a pass back. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, yeah, because and he also because was... it was a pass back as well. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, you know... <laughs> He, he sprinted in there. He got he got in between uh, him and Szczesny, and the two of them between the two of them they should have dealt with the ball. Um, Bednarek should be should be dealing with that. He should be taking care of that ball. But instead, you know, Niang did what what any smart player would do. Yeah, take the ball off him and score. It was great. It was. It I was like, you know. it's it seemed to me that both Polish players um, started to protest a little bit too early, like. They almost started protesting before he'd even even got the ball, which got I thought was like, lads, if you'd if you run first and protest later, you might. Yeah, have to yeah. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I mean, again, we talk about VAR. Do do is that one of the conditions of VAR that that you have to question a goal's validity? I don't think it is, is it? It's uh, uh it's penalties, uh, red cards, and something else. I can't remember. But uh, yeah. but anyway, I, I, uh, yeah. No, look, uh, I I've got a lot of Polish friends. Um, I I really like Poland. I always kind of look that they're my seventh team in the world. <laughs> Um, you know, and uh, funny, isn't it? How we, uh, you know, we, we, we make friendships and everything through our lives. And then we take, if we like those people, <laughs> we, we take on their side a little bit. So I was a little bit gutted for, for Poland. But, but for some reason, I was just also extremely uh, happy with, uh, with the fact that he got that ball and he scored. Well, that took them to 2-0. Krakowiak, who played the back pass, uh, then headed in. So it was as if that first incident never even happened. Uh, and in effect, it was the first goal, which was a deflected long ranger that, that won it and Senegal are up and running. <laughs> there you go. But what, what, I mean, I know they defended. I know they, uh, they, had, they had to defend Senegal, but they were big, you know, and uh, oh, they were strong. Kouyabaye. 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 Can we make a song for it? Yeah, we need to think about it. All right. Okay. But you've, you've, you've given us a <laughs> solid opening. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything other than he's monstrously large. Who um, No, <laughs> it's not going to catch on. Um, his 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 mum studies PhD. No, <laughs> let's not go anywhere near that. All right. Okay. All right. Um, right. Okay. Look, they were really strong. They were really good, and I loved it. I loved uh, I loved watching them uh, uh, win this game. And um, and I let, now let's just hope for some of the Africa the other African nations to to sort of join them. Obviously, you know. Egypt are not going to be able to, to do so, but uh, uh, and of course Morocco better not do anything either. Uh, but you, hope- you, that was a double segue. <laughs> that was some of the slickest podcasting we've done so far. You segued like into the next section and then directly into the other section. And I know you're super keen to get onto Portugal tomorrow, but hold yep. your horses because right. you've already started to segue into the next segment, which is a review of the first second game of the World Cup, yep. which was in, in fact on day seven. Anyway, uh, it's important because it's the first time either team have played twice. I'm rambling now. We'll be back after the break. 
When you fall get up oh oh. And if you fall get up oh oh. Samina mina zangayuwa. Cause this is Africa. Samina mina aa. Waka waka aa. All right, we're back. And so we had the first time that two teams have played for the second time. Uh, it was, of course, the hosts, Russia versus um, Mo Salah and also some Egyptians who were playing with him. And um, lo and behold, uh, Russia are pretty much through and Egypt are pretty much out. And out. Poor, poor Mo is, I mean, Liverpool fans must be, must be delighted. Because he'll now go back, he'll have more rest, he'll get the shoulder fixed, and he'll be fine for next season. Fine for next season, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, Liverpool are probably the only ones to be delighted. I think everybody else in the world obviously feels a little bit like this. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's enough about Russia and Egypt. Let's move on to... No, uh, no. <laughs> we have to at least mention who scored the goals. Who scored the goals? Look, all right, you do it. I don't there was like, an, I want there was an own goal. There was a really quite terrible own goal by a guy called Fatty. Yeah. Uh, and, um, there was uh, the Cherishev, who's, who's now, I know you want to get onto Portugal, but he's now drawn level with Ronaldo on three goals for the tournament. Oh, what a great segue. Oh, I love it. Love what you're no, doing here. We're not segueing. We're, pre- ah, okay. we're, we're tantalizing. All right. All <laughs> I'll right, tell you right. when it's a segue. <laughs> And uh, then the third goal was scored by the massive lad. I want actually, I, I generally want um, to talk about him because that was his second goal of the World Cup, uh, Zuba. Um, Zuba, yep. Zuba, uh, 191 centimetres according to the, to the official FIFA website. Although the yep. official FIFA website did at one point have Harry Kane at 98 kilograms uh, the same weight as Roman Torres, which he hmm. ate. Hmm. <laughs> Harry ain't that fat. Um, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we the Zuba is tall. There's something about his arms; they don't look like they're his. I <laughs> I suspect he's had some kind of arm transplant because he seems to have the arms of a much shorter man. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a strange one, isn't it? I think is he is he now a national hero? He, I mean, he probably is because it was yes. uh, it, it was it was some uh, some performance, some goal, and uh, and I, I think he is. Uh, you know, he's uh, whether or not he's got uh, somebody else's uh, um, uh, uh, arms or not is is by the by. You know, we'll, we'd have to be able. <laughs> to you saying it's not important? It's not. <laughs> it really, you know, I'm sorry, but it really isn't uh, uh, because uh, he he didn't use his hands or his arms to do it uh he uh he went in there and uh, uh and, and used his head you know uh his and, mind and mate sound the cliche klaxon but good touch for a big man good touch for a big man there we go um yeah i, I thought um uh, I, I thought it was uh, it was great uh and i think that uh you know really when when we look at it and and the the, the passion of it all was fantastic as well you know the uh the, the the fact that he uh uh was able to control it so beautifully it was like three touches and then bang you know it was straight in first touch on his chest next one was a little 
uh, you know, like Egypt, I, thought, I just felt like Egypt has sort of given up, you know, by that point uh, a little bit. But it, you, you've got to credit Russia for blitzing them on this one. We've, we've, were, we've used this word on a couple of occasions already in this podcast. They were blitzed, uh, mm. uh, you know, at the, in that second half. And, uh, and I think everybody was a little bit surprised. Uh, the, the Russians probably would have been uh, a bit surprised that it was certainly surprised the Egyptian, uh, the Egyptian team as well. So um, um, I think in the end, it just made all the, uh, uh, the, the, the other team walk like Egyptians. Um, which, ah. which is side on. In, <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Mo, Mo did get a chance to score a World Cup goal. And uh, when yep. there was a penalty, a little bit more VR inside, outside the box. I think the ref went, you know what? There's only 15 minutes left. I quite like for <laughs> Mo to get a goal because he looks very sad. We'll yes. say that it was inside the box. And then lovely penalty. All credit to him. Yeah. He lashed it in. He did. He did. Absolutely. It was beautifully, uh, uh, beautifully placed. It was, um, you know, and, and it, it, he was under pressure, you know, because uh, this this could have led for, uh, for for a bit of a sort of late comeback. Um, but uh, but look, I, I, I didn't see it. I thought. Um, and, and isn't it strange as well how uh, if, if we talk about I'm going to talk about Russia and not talk about Egypt. And sorry if there's any Egypt fans out there listening. I don't think there are. Uh, but uh, but everybody, the, 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 all the talk pre-season, uh, sorry, pre-tournament was about how this was going to be the worst Russian team around and ever. Uh, but I think they've done, okay, fair enough. Saudi Arabia was the first one. So uh, we, co- we couldn't really uh, sort of compare. But I, th- I thought they did, uh, they did exceptionally well today. And, um, and they really, really uh, came strong. Mate, I don't want to um, dwell on stereotypes or, or perpetuate them, but I'm going to, uh, I, because <laughs> you say that all of the pre-talk was about uh, this being the worst Russian team uh, of all time. Just judging on on what we know of Russian culture, which is completely from the outside, and in fact, the one Russian person I do know is a remarkably positive individual however Hmm. ignoring that and moving on from what i've seen stereotyped through tv could we possibly believe that every year the russians say this is the worst russian team of all time (laughs) it's a good uh it's a good point actually it's a good uh good question um well maybe every year they are and uh... (laughs) it's slowly getting worse So it just gets progressively worse until they're so bad that uh, you know they can't uh, they can't possibly uh, compare it. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, if we, if we're asked to name uh, great uh, Russian footballers over the last you know thirty four years. Asha, uh, yeah, Ashevin was hey, was good, but uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I can only think of really Renat Dasayev, you know, the uh, the fantastic goalkeeper that uh, that every every striker feared, uh, and um, it was, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, we it's it's it, we struggle to find you know amazing uh, um, uh, football players from uh, from Russia over the years. I I, I think anyway. Kuntelskis, really, you know, Andre Kuntelskis. Andre Kuntelskis, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> he was lightning quick. Andre Kuntelskis. I remember he, Peter Schmeichel used to throw in the ball really long throws, and then Kuntelskis would just power past everybody and score goals. It was horrible. That, yeah, no, that's very true. And he he had a um, you know he had a good touch on him as well, and he was able to dribble so well. Um, it's uh, I I I think that uh, um, it's it, it's one of those things that they're going to have to. You know, they, I think Akin Feyev is probably their their sort of standout guy at the moment. 
uh, as well, you know, who's been, uh, uh, he's, he's still there. Um, I don't know how old he is now, probably about 50. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's their standout uh, guy uh, um, uh, going at the moment. Uh, and uh, Ignash, Ignashevich as well, Ignashevich as well. We're going to um, have but, to remember yeah. their names because they're going, they're going to probably play two more matches because um, unless somehow... Uh, Iran beat Uruguay tomorrow, which I think we all pray happens. Um, <laughs> but unless that does happen, then uh, Russia are through. If Saudi they... Arabia, you mean Saudi Arabia? Oh, it's Saudi Arabia. Is oh, yeah, my. it's yeah, even more yeah. unlikely. Sorry, yeah, I've read that wrong. Saudi Arabia are playing Uruguay tomorrow. Well, that's definitely not going to happen. I'm afraid However, so. I'm really, to. really sorry to burst that bubble. I'm really, really sorry because Iran, you may have thought. Ah, you know what, you know, the, park they the bus. park that bus, you know, and get Carlos Queiroz uh, playing on the pitch as well. Why not? You know, so um, right, let's, no, not, let's not preview a game that's not actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot enough. To no, do. look, you've, you, you, you've hit it. We've, we've got uh, Zerkov and, Go, you know, Golovin, obviously, who uh, are easy to pronounce. Um, <laughs> but yes, apart- those are my favorite Russian players. <laughs> yeah, my, me too. Uh, but apart from and Juba now as well, I think we could probably do him. Uh, but apart from that, uh, you know, even even Shosheyev, you no, know. I don't like him, that's be- hard to say. Yeah, nah, fair enough. All right, it's, forget that's it. That's the reason why Glick is my favorite Polish player. It's very easy to say. <laughs> You know, Shezhev hasn't actually scored any goals before this World Cup. It's just any ridiculous. At all, you know? ever. Like, Sorry. Not even in playground football. For Russia. For oh, Russia. Okay. For you Russia. Know? So, that would be funny yeah. if he'd literally never scored a goal. <laughs> It's uh yeah no it's it's unbelievable I think he um yeah he's he's just uh, this these last three goals were the ones that uh, you know and you can see it on his face how, how very, happy he is you know yeah very happy very happy and talking about things that make people happy uh, we're going to take a break and when we come back preview the really really big match that's <laughs> going to make Jay happy that's right it's Iran versus Spain when we get back from the break part three is in the bag. Part 4 is not but it's coming up now. And we're back. I was only joking. We're going to do the games in chronological order, which means that for day 8, we're going to be talking about Portugal versus Morocco. Now, mate, I put it to you that these countries are actually geographically quite close, no? You uh, you put it to me, and you've put it to me very correctly. You are totally correct. We are very very close. Uh, Morocco has had a wonderful reputation in the last uh, uh, at least twenty to thirty years of being able to smuggle hashish into the Algarve. Uh, so they. <laughs> so this is this is a friendly rivalry then. Very friendly, you know. We 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 don't want to, you know, we don't we, yeah, we don't want to piss them off, you know. <laughs> we we want to keep ties, uh, uh, you know, very you know politically good. So. Um, uh, but no, seriously, uh, they 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 do smuggle a lot of hashish into the country, and, and uh, a lot of it. And, and you know, not you, not you not individually. Me. No, I live in Australia now, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way for them to go. Um, it is. But is there is uh, yeah. there a rivalry there? Like, is there any animosity because they're so close? Um, like France, no, England, or Ireland, no, England, or Wales, England, or Scotland, no. England. <laughs> the list goes on. Yeah, Germany, England. Anyway, um, the the only thing I would say is that um, 
uh, uh, the, the only sort of kind of rivalry, really, historically, is that we've only actually ever played each other twice in uh, com- competitive matches. Um, and the last time we played them was in that famous 1986 World Cup where they beat us 3-1. Oh, um, so. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a revenge thing here, uh, which uh, you know was was probably in, in in the Japanese minds yesterday, by the way, against Colombia. But uh, anyway, we didn't touch upon that. Was that far, that, was, that was far more recent. Uh, Japan had yeah, their, that was way yeah had themselves yeah, that, beaten four one. Are there any uh, members of the Portugal squad who uh, were in that 1986 team? Yes, all of them. Yeah, yeah, they were all. <laughs> They were there at the time, and they're still here now. So uh, uh, maybe Bruno Alves. I don't know actually. Uh- <laughs> what's the uh, What's the goalkeeper who who um, recently? Won- I think he won the the cup final in Portugal. What Patricio? Quim- no, Quim is it? Ah, Quim? King, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Benfica. Yes. Yeah. yes, but he he his team like he's now playing for a second division team, and they won the Portuguese equivalent of the FA Cup with him in goal. Um, oh gosh! Ah, so it's not Keen. It must be. It must. Be, oh, uh, yeah, I think, I oh, think crikey! Was, anyway, man, I know more was... about Portuguese football than you. I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> it, anyway, it doesn't matter. All right. Okay. What matters is tonight. All right. What matters is tonight, and and the importance of tonight. And uh, and look, uh, I, I've um, just, just to let you know, I, I'm again living in Australia. This is very amusing. I came into work uh, today because uh, the match is on at 10 p.m. tonight. So I came into work today uh, with my uh, scarf around my neck and my. Um, uh, my Portuguese flag over my shoulders, and I walked in, and uh, and I walked in a little bit late because I dropped my kids off and stuff. So I was a late sort of starter, and everybody just sort of gawped, uh, and you know, and I, I, I sat down on my desk, uh, put my flags down, put my scarf down, and and everybody, you know, and the guy next to me, he sat down next to me, it was just like, a, oh, you, you like footy, do you? And I was, I was like, yeah. Oh, sorry. He said, you like soccer, do you? You know, <laughs> I said, because I wouldn't say footy, uh, you know, and uh, so it just shows you where I'm living. Uh, you know, it's just a, a place that just has no idea at all. So I've had to uh, convey to everybody in the workplace exactly what is happening tonight and the importance of uh, of the game tonight. So and, um, and, part of the, and part of that surprise, no doubt, is that uh, Australia is, at least in my mind, so warm that they've never seen a scarf before. <laughs> that's very true as well although melbourne is it can get a little bit cold so uh, uh but uh certainly not as uh, a scarf as colorful as portugal's scarf oh. so uh, there you go um i, I think um look to, to tonight's game i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to talk about it too 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 much uh yes, you <laughs> are. go ahead i'd like to tonight's uh tonight's game is is so important for us because um you know we we really need the win uh, we really need to win. And so do Morocco. Morocco, if they don't win, even if they draw, uh, they are in, uh, they're in a, 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 a lot of trouble to, to, to get out of this group. So, and they've, they've got a, a slight injury crisis uh, uh, going on as well. We're a fully fit team. Everyone's looking at this game going, it's going to be a, 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 an easy match for Portugal. We're going to be able to, 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 to surely score, you know, three, four, five or whatever. It, it's not, it really isn't. And uh, the, the, the the Moroccan team are going to get get themselves about. I think they played better than Iran uh, in the last game as well. Yeah. Um, so look, it's uh, 
it's 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 really tough and i'm already feeling uh, the emotions uh, uh, of this game and um and i think that it's 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 also just the kind of game that ronaldo could go off the boil and get frustrated if he doesn't score and it's it's the kind of game that we could cuz cuz the ex- the expectation will be for us to 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 pile on the pressure and, and and go forward as the better footballing nation according to to everyone's eyes uh but uh, you know that that can just end up playing into the into the Moroccan team's hands it's uh it, it it's we, we've got to be I'd, I'd love to know what's going through Fernando Santos's mind how is he going to approach this game is he going to go all out let's see if we can actually just sort of you know score a couple straight away and settle ourselves down and then just take it and, and have an easy win are we going to sit back and let the Moroccans come and hit them on the break? Because if we hit them on the break, we're, you know, we've got great chances up front. So I'm, I'm very curious. And, and, and I honestly don't know how he's going to approach this game. So uh, I should, I should imagine that he'll just do whatever Ronaldo tells him to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really should have listened to Ronaldo says, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, this, this is what, um, this is what has to be, has to be done really, doesn't it? You know, it's, listen to Ronaldo, uh, and and then afterwards sort of convey it over to Fernando Santos and, and and let it let it be his idea. So, look, yeah. um, I'm yeah yeah. I'm... Ronaldo, take me inside. Take me inside the the mind of Ronaldo right now. Okay. Is is he really really worried because he sees Super Harry Kane coming up on him for the Golden Boot, and he knows that Harry Kane has Panama next and is probably going to score four. Is he thinking his slender one gold lead over Harry Kane is not going to be enough to bring home what for Ronaldo is the ultimate prize, the golden boot? Mate, there are so many things going through Ronaldo's brain right now that I'm sure he's very confused. (laughs) Because I'm sure that so many things have have never gone through his mind. And uh, and the thing is, he's... (laughs) Because he's actually known as being not the smartest uh, uh, peanut in the turd, uh, you know. So uh, he's it's <laughs> not an expression. <laughs> there are people that listen to this podcast whose second language is English who will be believing that peanut in the turd is an expression. <laughs> he's not. All right, look, you know the the knife in the toolbox. I don't care, you know. It's uh, you know he's not the sharpest of uh, of swordfish in the sea. Uh, so like he's he's a bit of a he's more like a, ha- a hammerhead, you know. And uh, you know, and he, he does have a ham inside his head, and he that's all that's all he's got. He's got no brain. Ronaldo really has no brain, and it's a that's a no brainer uh, as well. Uh, he needs he, he needs less information in his brain to be able to output on the pitch he needs to be not thinking about anything um yeah look uh he's you know what he's like he's he's an amazing uh character but he's he's very self-centered he's very egotistical he's it's all about me and uh and of course he wants that golden boot he's got the, the first three up there he may very well be looking at this game as uh, a game where he can uh, uh, get a few more goals, but uh, but I think first and foremost he is thinking about the national team. So uh, sorry, sorry. To okay. So that in that case, in that, in that case, what are we? What are you predicting for tomorrow? Uh, how? What's the score going to be, and how many goals is Ronaldo going to get? All right. Okay. Look, my heart says three nil. Okay, uh-huh. my heart says three nil. My head says one nil for. 40. <laughs> 
Mate, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm being, my heart actually says 6 0. You know, I think I really would like us to just run away with this game, absolutely run away with it. But wouldn't we all? No, I um, think Morocco will score. I fancy them to score. Ah, uh, yeah, look, uh, thank you. Uh, don't say that. Oh, my God. It, it, this, uh, I'm, I'm going through, uh, uh, there's a lot of pain here at the moment. There's a lot of pain. Uh, I'm being, I'm, I'm being pinpricked, uh, everywhere I go. And, uh, it's not a pleasurable experience, uh, certainly in the parts of the, uh, parts of my body where I am being pinpricked in. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, it's feeling, it's, this, this feeling is, is not very nice. And until we get that first goal, I'm going to keep feeling this way, this anticipation, this, this angst. Uh, uh, for us to be able to to get past uh, past Morocco, we really need these three points. I cannot uh, uh, ex- express that enough. Um, so yes, yeah, so look, my my head says it's going to be really close, one nil or two one. Because, uh, 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 like you said, I think you're right. Morocco probably do have a goal in them, which is uh, uh, quite. Uh, disturbing to, to, to hear, but I think they probably do. So, uh, but yeah, let's just go with what my heart says. Six nil. Thank you. Hello. Uh, well, that's enough from Portugal, Morocco. Uh, we'll be back next with a long, comprehensive, and drawn-out preview of Uruguay versus Saudi Arabia. <laughs> the only thing I wish for in life is to listen to part five. If I could just do that, I'd be a happy voice synthesizing app. And we're back, mate. Do we have anything to say about Uruguay against Saudi Arabia other than, please, God, is there some way that Saudi Arabia can win? Asking God is probably the wrong thing to do. I think you've got to ask the right gods. Yes, of course. That would be a good start. Um, and uh, you know what? Such is your hatred and, and probably my hatred as well for, for Uruguay that I may even consider uh, 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 taking up Islam. Um, so, <laughs> I don't think it would work. I mean, if I thought it would work, I'd urge you to do it. But I don't well, think why not? Why, why can't we just do that? Just, it's just temporary, like a temporary pass. You know? I don't just think like that's that. how religion works. If you and I take yeah. up Islam... It's going yeah. to lead to, to Uruguay. Not no, I don't see how that works. Wouldn't it help? Wouldn't it? Uh, you know, the more the merrier. The I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I mean, me. You know. I'm. <laughs> um, you know, I don't. I don't believe in any of that argy bargy stuff anyway. But uh, you know, if, whatever helps, I guess. Uh, right. So, do we have any salient points to make about the football? Um, <laughs> Louis Luis Suarez looks a little fat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little fat, a little slow. Uh, he has been disappointing in this World Cup at the moment. Hasn't done um, anything controversial yet. He hasn't done. Now that's the, the only. Game? Yeah, that's the only thing that uh, that has disappointed us. I guess is that uh, we were hoping for him to to hit a ball boy or ball girl, even better. Um, and <laughs> If you can say that it's even better, um, but he hasn't done so, um, uh, or even a, a, a gob, you know, a bit of a spit uh, uh, would be would be good. And we were looking at a racial spit as well. So he's got eleven players to aim for here. Uh, yes. So uh, you know, <laughs> I think he'd be, you know, whichever way he looks and whichever way he spits, you know, he'll be hitting a t- a target. Uh, so um, yeah, let's. Um, uh, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing if after two minutes uh, uh, he got sent off for a similar thing that Sanchez got sent off for Colombia? Yeah, or or in something, some way worse, which led to him being banned from the tournament, maybe football for the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, I would quite happily take a Uruguay a Uruguay seven 0 win if it meant we didn't have to see 
Suarez anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm afraid it looks like the two of them may come hand in hand. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, it's bad. It, it's, it's not looking good. The only, uh, the only possible uh, uh, solution to, to seeing something a little bit distressing uh, in terms of Uruguay would be a possible Russia win in the next game. But, uh, uh, no, I, I don't uh, – unfortunately, I don't foresee – so All right, Uruguay probably through to the next round. And there ends yep. the most comprehensive, fact-laden, really uh, deep statistical analysis with true insight of Uruguay-Saudi Arabia. We've uh, talked about that for far too long. Let's move on to our final game of the day and the final part of this podcast. It's Iran versus Spain. Mm. Carlos Kairaj against who? Who's their manager? It doesn't matter, does it, really? They could have put me in there, you know. And uh, the, the, the fact is that uh, uh, Hiero has a, a set of teeth. Uh, it's very true that he has this big set of teeth. And um, uh, and he seems to be very sweaty all the time as well. So uh, I, I think Spain that... has a Spain has a long lineage uh, a proud tradition of sweaty managers. Who was the guy at the 2002 World Cup with the armpits? Oh, is it Vasquez? No, but, um, oh, crikey. You know who you exactly me. I mean? You can, you, can see, you can picture it, right? He used to wear, uh, I'm, I'm literally typing into Google now, sweaty armpits Spain <laughs> coach. Uh, Vicente del Bosque. No, it wasn't him. Oh, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, no, Del Bosque was the coach in 2010. I don't think it was in 2002. Oh, okay. Oh, no, all right. Um, God, and you, and you put sweaty armpits Camacho, in the house. Camacho. Camacho. Jose, yes. Jose Antonio Camacho, which I, I've, I've managed to find out this piece of information because it comes up in Urban Dictionary as Camacho. <laughs> sweaty armpit man. Good man. Yes, that's yeah, one. That's uh, there's one definition of Camacho, noticeably sweaty armpits, named after the soccer coach of the Spanish national team during World Cup 20, World Cup 2002. He became instantly famous for his record-breaking televised sweaty armpits. Did you come here running? You have nasty sweaty Camachos. <laughs> you beauty, love it. <laughs> but it also also has another definition listed as Camacho, sexy man, always on the go. Great friend, even better lover. Everyone wants yeah. one. Ah, all right then. Yeah, if if uh, if, if if you want, yeah. You know. <laughs> I like that though. As a saying, he's got a right pair of Camachos. <laughs> but it's uh, that's almost uh, yeah, uh, you know, right pair of Camachos. Well, it could be anything, <laughs> couldn't it? Actually, you know. Oh gosh, now I'm starting to think of uh, of my Camachos. Uh, look. My Camachos uh, are obviously up there with the uh, with the best of them, but uh, uh, yeah, going going back to the match, I think um, uh, going back to the match, I think that uh, it's uh, this 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 game is is uh, you know, Spain have to win. Uh, there is no uh, uh, toing and froing on on this one at all. They know they have to win, um, but, and and the, the pressure is on. But it's a strange kind of pressure because the Spanish came out of the out of the Portuguese match knowing that they played extremely well um, yes there's going to be there was a lot of criticism as there always is in the Spanish press of, of uh, De Gea and uh, uh, and 
uh, of um, maybe even a Hierro and, and, and some, some of the uh, defensive unit of Spain. Um, but uh, this is entirely different. I don't think Iran uh, uh, possessed the firepower to, uh, to, to get near enough to Spain and I think it'll be only a matter of time before they score their first or second or third and I am going to make a very big and bold prediction here and I don't think it can be a prediction that's uh, that's sort of shunned away immediately I think Spain are going to absolutely thrash Iran I think it's going to be 7-0 7? Does yep. that mean I'm going to have to sit through quite a few Diego Costa goals? I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry, at least two. He's going to get at least two. And I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a drubbing. And, uh, it's, I, I don't know why. I, I just, I just got this feeling that Spain are really, we, we all anticipate it anyway. They're going to come back. They're going to win. They were playing the better, better football against Portugal. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, uh, the, the, the pressure is on. There is always that chance that they, you know, the longer the game goes on without a goal, that they'll get even more stressed. Uh, but, uh, but I don't think so. I think, they're going to score early. It's just one of those typical games. They're going to score early. Uh, they'll, they'll be three up uh, by half time. You know, what can Kedosh say to Iran, you know, uh, to the Iranian players when you're uh, already losing 3-0 against, uh, against the world champions? It's uh, not world champions, sorry, uh, ex-world champions. But, uh, yes. The thing uh, yeah. with Spain, though, I feel like once they get three, maybe four up, then they'll feel a real true, true security to just keep the ball for the entirety of the rest of the game, which is what we know that they really want to do. They don't want to score goals. They just want to pass it endlessly. Yes, that's very true. And it's so annoying. It's uh, just, oh, yeah, it just, it, well, I mean, it's, it's not as annoying as it was about 10 years ago when that first Barcelona side come in, you know, when Tiki Taka was, was, was uh, um, sort of born. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was definitely something that, um, uh, uh, that frustrated me a lot. It was, it just, it, it, it frustrated me to watch that kind of football. Everybody turning around saying how beautiful it was. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, how many back passes and square passes and little useless passes were there? And you know, the tactic works. You know, it wears people, wears your, your, the opposition down. You know, they get tired mentally, and they just don't know. You know what it they're doing. The so, uh, it, I, I totally agree yeah. with you. I would watch it, and you would admire it. But you would be bored by it. It was yeah, no, absolutely. At least nowadays they're a little bit more direct, and uh, and I think that's come as as a, a consequence of, of Barcelona having to change that style as well. So, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, they will, they'll pass them to death, uh, but there will be some end product in this. Yes, they will. So we're looking at a Portugal win, a Uruguay win, and a Spain win. It's a very, it's a very Latin, Latin heavy day tomorrow. It is, yes, uh, you know, and that's, and that's just saying that uh, that we we've got all of these predictions correct. And as you could, uh, as you saw yesterday, we uh, we didn't. But um, but I think these games are a little bit more sort of not clear cut. But uh, you know, uh, apart, apart from the Portugal game, because I oh my goodness, I just don't want to anticipate that one at all. It's just uh, it's just painful. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Carlos Queiroz actually came out and said, uh, uh, you know, if if the game against Morocco was like the World Cup final for us, uh, which which he has described it uh, uh, as, uh, then the game against Spain will be like the universal cup final so uh uh it's you see, uh, what's happened there is he's gone all in on the first metaphor and then not had any room for the second metaphor and had to make up a cup that doesn't exist 
Yeah, it's it's something ridiculous. I, I think he was. Tr- I think he may have been trying to uh, uh, to do a funny there, to to have a little jokey jokey. I'm not entirely sure, but um, knowing him, no, he's a very stern. No, and serious I should imagine guy. it's more likely that he's an alien and he is aware of a universe World Cup. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, that would explain the uh, mustache and everything as well, wouldn't it? Because uh, yes, all Portuguese... aliens have mustaches. <laughs> yeah, all Portuguese are aliens. Uh, that's a, a common one as well. Darn, I shouldn't have uh, shaved my beard off. I should have uh, left a, a typical Portuguese mustache. That would have been nice for this for this game tonight. Uh, but uh, Mate, this, uh, sounds, this right. feels like a really good place to leave this podcast. We're talking about what a good idea. Portuguese mustaches, which is not something I ever want to do again. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, all things going well, um, providing Portugal win. Otherwise, I have a funny feeling I might be doing it with either an irate Jason or by myself. We shall see. Uh, and we'll, be, we'll review all of the games that we preview today. And then we'll preview a bunch more, uh, including uh, Denmark, Australia, France are back in action, I think, against yep. Peru, which is Peru, Peru, lovely. Yep. Argentina, Croatia. Ooh, lovely. Um, Great game. So we'll be back tomorrow. See everybody then. Uh, say goodbye, Jason. Goodbye, Jason. I knew you wouldn't be able to resist that. Right, I'm (laughs) off. See ya. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Of the Born Offside podcast. Push the subscribe button. Push it. Push it real good.